and I had found something no two people had ever found before. Each other. Scott, if your life had a face, I would punch it. Yeah. Wait, what? Let me ask you something. Why would you make the point of saying someone's not a genius? You think I'm especially not a genius? Veronica, why are you pulling my dick? Suck my fat one, you cheap dime store hood. And we're back. Another episode of the greatest moments in the history of forever. I'm Zach. I'm Matt. This is episode six, The Wonder Years, season five. Episodes one and 23, The Lake and Back to the Lake. And this is going to be a big one. It's basically the reason we started this podcast. (laughs) Yeah, I would say easily say it's one of... The main reasons. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Spent countless nights staying up talking about at least the lake. Yeah. Um, so I think it, anyone who's like a fan of the Wonder Years should know these episodes. I think they're pretty seminal episodes. Yeah, I would agree. <laughs> uh, so... How do we even... The Arnolds and the Pfeiffers. Yeah, well, I was... Take a little trip to... I don't even remember the name of the lake. This is going to be like oh, a no, I was poorly reading, this is, researched. <laughs> your like, opening description is almost exactly what the IMDb plot summary is. It's like the Arnolds and the Pfeiffers take their annual summer fishing trip to Lake Winnehachi. Okay. Which is similar to... Similarly named to the camp from Bug Juice. Spoiler alert. <laughs> uh, but I, I thought this was funny on the plot summary. While on the trip, Kevin meets and falls in love with a local girl who seems to have a lot in common with him. Does it, I mean, <laughs> I don't know how much they have in common. They both think that their parents are speaking another language. Yeah. That was the one thing. <laughs> they both like hanging out at the drive-in. Yeah, so... Summer love. The idea of meeting someone not in your town, not from your same place. Uh, the idea that you can be this other person for this moment in time, whether it's a week. Trick people into thinking you're cool. Yeah. Whether it's like a, uh, you know, a summer at camp Ooh. or a week on vacation with your family. We really glorify camp for two people who <laughs> never spend any time at one. Um, you know, it could be a girl from the beach, a girl from Sheeny Saunders, the mountains, the great outdoors. <laughs> <laughs> uh, you know, it could be from anywhere or, you know, a boy, <laughs> if you're a girl or you're gay or whatever. Yeah. But, um, you know, just this idea of meeting someone and a quick romance, a lot of feelings. I mean, it usually happens when you're pretty young. 
at least in you know TV shows and movies. <laughs> yeah. Like it's not something. I think when you're older, before you're soul crushed and yeah, I, I think like when you're when the, you're older, like you have a license, you have. I mean, nowadays, obviously, and we're gonna probably get to this later in the show. Nowadays, this whole concept ruined. is ruined. <laughs> it doesn't really exist the same way. But in an era before the internet and cell phones and things like that, um, you know, when you were not old enough to drive and maybe you were far from home, you know, maybe you were on vacation with your family and you met a girl or something like that. Um, once you had to leave, it was over and it was beyond your control. Well, see ya. And there's nothing, you know, (sighs) there's nothing more. There's no pain like that kind of pain. Like, having to you know break ties with someone that you're in love with well you think you're in love with and no it's beyond your control (laughs) like your parents you know you have to go uh back home or whatever i mean you you just you can't the fact is you still sleep under (laughs) a roof that your dad owns in a bed that your dad bought (laughs) (laughs) yeah so, okay. So, our first introduction to Kara is uh at a gas station. Well, no, that's not true. They do a teaser. They do like a blind Oh yeah, cold open. Cold open <laughs> where we get a scene from earlier in the ep or from later no, in the yeah. ep, later. The end, yeah. And they have, you know, they're fir- like, they're you don't know what's going on. <laughs> <laughs> it's not Winnie. It's a different girl. We don't know what's happening. In truck. Uh, I don't even know. Like, I'm so overwhelmed right now. Like, I don't know what to even say about it. Like, yeah. w- I think, you know, to someone who might listen to this and who isn't familiar with the episodes, they're probably just completely confused these non-existent people you speak of yes yeah because everyone's seen this episode (laughs) these episodes um so basically like kevin and paul are like bumming around this you know small little town by a lake which is the lake that their families are vacationing at like uh kevin's dad is obsessed with fishing kevin's reached the age where he just doesn't want to go fishing with dad yeah he's you know interested in chicks and There doesn't seem to really be any around. Paul's got a condom in his oh, wallet. <laughs> yeah, well, that's, that 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 scene strikes me every time that we watch it because they're basically having an argument over, like, would Paul even know what to do, you know, if he got the chance to hook up with a chick. And he pulls out the condom, I guess implying that if you own a condom, you're some sort of... I think in the late 60s, early 70s, that was the case. um and that's when we first see like they're actually on the steps of like the little general store in the town little gas station kind of place and a truck pulls up and but but suddenly i wasn't listening anymore (laughs) yes uh the narration from daniel stern just on point throughout the whole (laughs) episode So we see Kara for the first time in the back of the truck. She's played by a young Lisa Page. Or Lisa 
Gerber. Gerber. Yeah, Lisa Page Gerber. Friend of the show, Lisa Gerber, I think is safe to say at this point. (laughs) Whoa. (laughs) I didn't I was saving that reveal till the end. A little tease. (laughs) Um and you know I remember watching this episode as a much younger guy. Oh boy. I'm going to try to tread lightly here <laughs> and just kind of be in like, whoa, <laughs> Winnie who? <laughs> but, um, well, she does get like the slow shot treatment. Like time is slowing down around her when big time. Yeah. And, uh, Kevin's immediately intrigued, but you know, they, she drives away. Like she's in the back, she's in the back of the pickup and the pickup drives away and, you know, it's kind of just like, whoa, that was the girl from the cold open. So we know we're going to see her again. <laughs> They've ruined any suspense there. Um, and it isn't until that night at the drive-in that we get that scene from the cold open where they interact. Kevin asks for a cigarette <laughs> because she's kind of like portrayed as like a little rough around the edges. Not like. Not like full blown bad girl, but like carefree. A, yeah, a little uh wilder than what Kevin's used to. Um Yeah, well when he's he spots her it kinda the narration goes I I knew that girl and I knew what I had to do, which, you know, is he's going to go up and talk to her, but realizing that he doesn't have anything to say is when he decides to ask her for a cigarette. <laughs> and he makes himself look real cool when he takes a drag off hers <laughs> and, you know, coughs like the loser that he is. <laughs> um, But she doesn't seem to mind. She knows, you know, she knows what's up. She knows why. Yeah, she knows why he's there. Oddly enough, I've used that. I've used that line, and that's, I think, where I, I, I mean, I, I know, like, lots of people have, and I, I know, like, you know, they didn't invent it in the Wonder Years, but I'm pretty sure that's where I got it. Like, that's why I did it when I did it. You were like, oh, yeah, that's a move that people do. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I saw a girl smoking a cigarette. I wasn't a smoker, but I asked for a cigarette. She, of course, lied and said it was her last one, which <laughs> is what everyone always says. But, you know, it did, you know what? It did open a line of communication. And, I mean, I don't want to get into, you know, the next almost decade of my life that <laughs> has spiraled out of control out of that. But, you know, it was <laughs> it was some, you know, it was a line that, you know, was useful, I guess. Went down swinging. <laughs> Um, all right, so we get the first, like, you know, she leaves or whatever, but, like, we know that the door is open now, and it's going to happen. Well, yeah. Summer love and full bloom. She kind of leaves it off with him, right, that she'll probably be hanging out at the drive-in again the next night, (laughs) because we come to find out that the kids in this town just go to the drive-in to watch Planet of the Apes every night <laughs> because there's nothing else to do. Yeah, I mean, they occasionally hang at the lake. <laughs> um, we're treated to like a great, you know, 
60s soundtrack. Uh, the Turtles are in there at one point, which, I mean, I, I made the comment that how many episodes was So Happy Together used yeah. in... <laughs> in uh, the other song that... <laughs> Whatever. The Jackson Brown song? Uh no, no. The when you first see her that oh <laughs> Oh yeah. Uh, Manish boy, yeah. Yeah. Um <laughs> <laughs> But um Yeah, so I don't know, like I don't want to get into like recounting the whole plot here. Uh basically, you know if so we it's skipped a- over the part where we meet Wart. <laughs> <laughs> It's a whirlwind romance, and somehow in a twenty-three minute television show, they could they seem to accomplish so much. I know. Like by the end of the episode, we fully believe that Kevin is in love, and the world is over because he's gonna have to go home and leave Kara behind. It is weird because every time we watch it, which is frequent. Uh, <laughs> it does seem like we get to the part where he first meets her and she's like, okay, I'll probably be hanging out here later. And then like the the next time they hang out at the drive-in, it's like, you know, they end up going off to the lake and, and that's when, the, you know, things escalate to the next level. But by this point, I'm like, all right, so the episode's almost like wrapping up, but there's like so much <laughs> left after that. <sighs> Yeah, um, one of the big parts of the show is the <laughs> the uh, confrontation between uh, Kevin and Mr. Arnold. Oh, yeah. Where, <laughs> I don't think anyone can hear that, where like uh, Kevin wants to go see Carl on the last night there, but uh, his family's just totally cock blocking him and wants him to stay and eat dinner with the family and stay with the family because it's a family vacation. God, that part literally seems like it's like hours after him and Kara make out by the lake. <laughs> but, you know, unfortunately, or no, fortunately, Kevin stands up for himself and decides to be a man and goes and sees Kara one last Suck time. Suck my dick, Dad. <laughs> Basically. Um,. Kind of a kind of like a an emotional ending to the episode in the truck, Jackson Brown playing Oof. Kara getting upset and moody, yeah. <laughs> Kevin yelling at her to stop it. <laughs> Don't be like that um. God, Kevin's voice is the worst. <laughs> yeah, I, I just think like this particular episode, it just really like resonates with the male viewers. You know, especially maybe not like kids today. If you showed like a twelve-year-old boy that episode today, they'd be, <laughs> they'd be like, "Who are you? Get out of my house, you creep!" No, but they'd be like, they wouldn't necessarily respond to it the way that like a 12 year old version of zach and matt would respond to it (laughs) like 
we're too far removed Loser nerds. from the idea of that kind of summer romance. Like now you could be Facebook friends and follow each other Ugh. on Twitter and Instagram and everything and it'd be horrible. <laughs> And you would realize that, you know, she's a terrible person and she'd realize you were a loser and like it would never work and there'd never be any like longing or like writing of letters or, you know, like sad phone calls at like, you know, nine o'clock at night. There would be like some subtweeting going on. (laughs) A lot of like, LOL, yeah, right. But. I think, like, you know, for guys in their early 30s through probably their 20s, um, maybe not younger 20s, but, and older, it's it's like a very uh, poignant thing that a lot of people probably relate to, even if, like, that exact scenario never played out in their life. Something probably somewhat similar did. Um, Yeah, there's definitely, like, something life-changing about (laughs) when you're like you know still in your formative years and kind of like for the first time like a pretty girl is interested in you (laughs) you're just like (laughs) what (laughs) it's kind of like unbelievable at first yeah and i think yeah that's true and i think though with something like this it's especially uh like it's it's especially it's like a whole other level though when it's a pretty girl that you're not going to be able to see anymore and well and knows nothing about your past and how much of a loser nerd you are in your own scene and you can't you know prove to your other loser nerds other than paul although paul's like really like kevin's only friend that matters that's true so paul with paul's a witness you know i i've i've never even thought about this all the times we've watched this episode that is terrible when you do have this <laughs> life-changing experience and you go back home and you want to tell all your friends and they're just like, you? They're like, yeah. <laughs> okay. Like, yeah, right. Let's see yeah. this farm animal. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but the thing is, Kara's not a farm animal, is she? <laughs> um, no, but I mean, Kevin is a little bit of a pimp, though, because, I mean, he's got Winnie going pretty much – all the time on the back burner and there's like other chicks too alicia silverstone i think was one of them yeah. at one point but like there's like a becky all right but yeah so like <laughs> he goes steady with yeah so i mean like it's not he's not like oh you know uh some like guy that can't get chicks because as we'll talk about in you know back to the lake <laughs> you know when he's there i mean that's a constant for him but Kara, you know they they kind of change the narrative a little bit in the second episode not that they're back to back obviously as i pointed out at the beginning there's 22 <laughs> stop pointing out. episodes in between but like Kara in back to the like represents more of like the path not taken kind of thing. Like this is another, this is an alternative to Kevin's reality. This is like someone who he kind of naively believes 
relates to him on a different level and understands him on a different level that the people back at home don't and you know he goes back to the lake to try to recapture something that is impossible to recapture but like in the first episode you don't you're not dragged down by any of that you're more just in the moment riding that high you're in the summer romance moment like you don't need to bring in any anything about what's going on back at home for kevin it's all about at that lake right even though like somehow if you know kevin actually lived in this fucking rinky dink town and like they attended the same school they probably like nothing ever would have happened between them they would have just been like two people who knew each other yeah i mean it's just like she definitely seems like you kind of get the impression moment. that she's been down this road before, which is well. There's definitely some references to the dudes in town being a little <laughs> well, right? But like, I'm not even talking about that. At best. I'm talking about how she acts like she knows what's going to happen. That's true. You know, she yeah. knows like where this is headed and how this is going to end. She's gotten in over her head with an out of towner before. Yeah, and. She's kind of experienced this before, and it's very similar to the f- movie The Great Outdoors, starring the late great John very Candy. Very similar, I mean, and Dan Aykroyd. No, it is. She acts the same way. She, yeah. the girl True. in that. There's a. I know, but that that's not the main point of the movie. It's <laughs> yeah. a side story, but like the girl in that, who the the kid, they're on a family vacation. the The teenage son meets a girl. They have like a summer romance going on. She acts the exact same way where she's like been down this road before. She knows what's going to happen. He's going to leave and she's going to be sad. What are the animals in the great outdoors? Like raccoons or something? <laughs> <laughs> Irrelevant. <laughs> Irrelevant. Um, so, you know, um, but, you know, she can't help herself. Kevin's just too charming (laughs) and she knows that it's going to end sad and she does it anyway. And that's kind of like, you know, that kind of adds to the story a little bit, like the fatalistic nature of teenage love. (laughs) (laughs) Oh my God. So we'll see you next time on the Christmas. (laughs) Douche. (laughs) Um, so okay, so we've already talked about it a little bit. Back to the lake. Is that so? Nothing more on the lake. <laughs> well, I mean, we can still go back to it. I'm just gonna jump yeah. into the the idea of all right, the law of diminishing returns yeah. as as it plays out in Kevin's <laughs> life later. Okay. So since TV seasons were so insanely long back in the day, back at, when did this air? Was this like '92? I don't know. <laughs> I think this was like 91, 92, somewhere around there. Uh, you know, the seasons would start in like September. So they'd have their summer episode here, the lake. <laughs> and end three years later. <laughs> yeah, and they would literally go until like the next May or June almost until they went on summer break. Gotham. And like, so they're doing another summer episode at the end of the season. Like a whole year has gone by. <laughs> Like, hopefully everyone saw that episode in September. Well, I guess, like, you know, there was uh, 
according to Lisa Page herself, you know, the producers liked her and wanted to bring her back. And so they wrote back to the lake. Um, Kevin is on summer vacation and his older brother, Wayne has to get a job. Paul gets a job. Everyone's getting jobs and he's being forced to get a job as well. And he's yeah. unhappy. Well, that summer is I ruined. Do, I mean, yeah, the first half of back to the lake, it's like whenever we watch it, we we always just want to get to like the car storyline stuff. But really, like the first half of the episode is about like Kevin just trying to fight, <laughs> getting a job, and but I do like always think like that like first summer when you had to like work and you just didn't have a full summer off anymore. It yeah. was just like you you knew life was never going to be as good ever again. <laughs> yeah. Uh, life sucks <laughs> and Kevin's learning, but you know, so Paul gets him a job at a Chinese restaurant that Paul is a, an assistant manager at, which makes no sense. Like why is Paul an assistant manager at this place? <laughs> yeah. But, um, you know, his mom is demanding that he like cleans his room or cleans out his room and he's going through a shoebox and he finds a Christmas Get card. off my dick, mom. He finds a Christmas card with a with the happiest looking girl, a, pi- <laughs> a picture of the happiest girl in the world, Kara, who, I mean, we're joking. I mean, if you've seen the episode, Morose. just a bizarre picture that looks like it was taken in like 1890 where Signed, people didn't thanks smile. Thanks for all the interest. <laughs> oh, inside reference. Um, So that reminds him, hey, you know, I had a little summer fling last year little unfinished business back at lake yeah whatever which he it was really called. like looks like a like a douche i mean later too but like it is just like like okay uh everyone's working like i don't want to clean my room or like do this bullshit and like okay i can hang out with weenie oh no she's got to work too and then he just finds this no- oh yeah this chick was interested in me once let me bark back up that tree <laughs> Pretty much, yeah. Kevin portrayed really as a heel it's, kind of in this episode. Very selfish. Yeah. He's so in love with this girl that he hasn't thought of. and like, Yeah, I mean, viewers like myself and other probably young dudes, you know, very, uh, uh, you know, curious as to what's going on with Kara. We haven't seen her in, you know, 22 episodes. We're like, what? You know, I guess we're never going to see her again. Yeah. Oh, wait, here she is. And it's like, apparently Kevin hasn't thought about her at all. <laughs> and as we'll find out later, I mean, I'm just going to jump right to it. He didn't even respond to the Christmas card. <laughs> yeah. So everything, all the emotions we felt in that first episode, The Lake, have been betrayed by none other than Kevin himself. <laughs> but, you know... I guess in his mind, it's never too late. So Right, but he's still, like, he's definitely not aware of his douche. No, because he's, yeah. all, cause, because he's only concerned with himself. And, you know, he's not having his immediate needs met by Winnie and company. <laughs> and so, you know, I'm going dri- to drive the three hours back to the lake. By the way, putting Paul in a really bad spot after... You know, Paul goes out on a limb for him and gets him a job at this fucking Chinese restaurant. And then 
while they're driving to work, just announces to Paul that they're driving to the lake. Yeah, Paul, you know what? I do want to jump back to the lake for a second because there's a whole – there is something I forgot. Literally back to the lake. I'm going to go back to the f- first episode. So <laughs> This is getting very meta. <laughs> yes. In the first episode, the lake – I think I know what you want to go back to. <laughs> it is. <laughs> I don't know, this has been on my mind since you went to – So – Paul's by Kevin's side the whole time. He's kind of like his wingman. But Paul's like a, a loser nerd who can't do anything. And so Mister, I, I've got a condom. I know what I'm doing. Yeah. So apparently uh, he, you know, he's a little I wouldn't say he's jealous, but like he wants. What it, am I going to do? Yeah. Yeah. So he 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 wants Kevin to ask Kara if she has any friends that he could hang out with, and <laughs> Which so is, I just I like how it's like Kevin hasn't even hung out with Kara yet. He's gone up to her, he's asked her for a cigarette, she gave him a haul, and she tells him we'll be at the driving again tomorrow because that's all we do. So Kevin and Paul are like, yeah, all right, well we'll come back to the driving, and it's just understood. That, like, Kevin and Kara are, like, together right away. <laughs> like, I feel like he's implying a lot. He's Everyone could feel it. Yeah. Okay. Everyone All at right. the drive-in knew what was up. <laughs> but, so, yeah. But I know what you mean. Like, it is pretty he presumptuous. He just walks up to her and he's just like, all right, well, you got a friend for him. <laughs> so, yeah, the next night he's he asks Kara if she's got a friend for Paul, which, I mean, is kind of a cool move, though, in a way, because it's kind of yeah. like, yeah, we're together. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's honey. true. Yeah. Don't worry about it. <laughs> Do you got any other uh, little friends, you know? <laughs> so they go. Apparently, there's a girl. Is she working at the snack bar at the drive-in? Yeah, she does seem to be working at the concession stand. She reminds me a little bit of um, that girl that plays um, What's-Her-Face in a <laughs> – I know this is terrible – What's her face from um, <laughs> the mom from no What's eating Gilbert Grape? <laughs> no, Michael Sarah's girlfriend yeah, in um, uh, Arrested Development, um, and she's in Scott Pilgrim as well. Yeah, yeah. Um, the chick from the Duff. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, I can't remember her name. She remi- she vaguely reminds me of that a little bit. Very yeah. like yeah. a lot of makeup though, and well, like she def- I think she definitely looks like her character in Scott Pilgrim. Yeah, a lot yeah. of makeup and like like big hair, um, obnoxiously blowing bubble gum. Yeah, and she's like a little chubby, but not like not a disaster in, by in my opinion. I mean, no. maybe not ideal, but like we're talking about Paul here, and he just is like repulsed, yeah. <laughs> and he's like, Kevin, I'll do anything for you, but don't ask me to do this. <laughs> and Kevin's like, All right. And so, <laughs> so they he just takes off with Kara, apparently leaving the other girl just in the lurch too, like super awkward. Like, hey, we wanted you to hang out, but now we don't <laughs> because you're repulsive. And probably like one of the greatest cinematic uses of symbolism, Paul left standing there holding his wiener. 
Yeah, holding an actual hot dog. I, I, I've, we've talked about it every single time. <laughs> yeah. It can't be an accident that they did that. <laughs> Just standing well, we, there we holding about, his own hot dog. <laughs> we talk about it every single time right after you get done flipping out about Paul not <laughs> going on a date with a concession stand girl. It's like, how terrible of a wingman is Paul? What if Kara was like offended by that? Well, that's that? the thing. It's like, Paul, you don't have to fucking marry the chick. You just hang out. No with one's her. even <laughs> saying like you have to make out with her. Just like hang out and <laughs> no be like normal saying. for five seconds, you yeah. weirdo. <laughs> but all right, so that happens. Yeah. Jo- all right, so I just wanted to bring that up. That was a totally unnecessary. Well, no, I say it's necessary. It's a necessary no, that, diversion I, back. I, yeah. Because it was something that we that was one of the about. main things. Yeah. Every episode. <laughs> so. All right. So Kevin has hijacked Paul and headed back to the lake searching, you know, for Kara. Can't find her at first. Turns out she's working at that very same general store yeah, gas they station look all over the place. Yeah. Where they first, you know, the the same place that we first saw or that Kevin first saw Kara. Um you know, she seems surprised to see him. Uh, it's weird, her reaction. She seems kind of happy at first. Kevin. And then, hey. Yeah, <laughs> it's like she kind of, um, it's just, I think she's like happily surprised at first, but then uh, kind of realizes why he's there and realizes, oh boy, this is not a good weird. idea. It's weird. <laughs> yeah. Unexpected. The thing that always struck me as odd, though, is like, what if Kevin's family was back for vacation? At that point, like, yeah. I guess he does tell her, like, right off the bat, like, I came here for you. Doesn't he say he missed her? And she's just like, okay, or something? <laughs> like, Or does she say she... No, I mean, I think she... No, because there isn't, like... There isn't like that direct of a clue yet to how she's responding. It's very, it's, it's, it's definitely a little subtle at first. Yeah, like, she's like, you, yeah, you kind of get the idea that she's not thrilled, but like, it isn't that like blatant yet. Um, so, like, uh, <laughs> I guess like he, you know, he gets her to leave work and hang out with him, and you know they go to the lake and whatever. I'm glad like this gas station just has like so much staff that you know she can just call someone and be like, "Hey, pick up the." Well, it's unclear if she leaves like right away or I don't know. They just kind of cut to them hanging out, and that's true. Kevin's ready to pick up right where they left off, (laughs) which was her putting his hand on her titty. In in a scene which I did, I have always thought that that this is bizarre. Yeah, the, the <laughs> but she's not feeling it, and she's a little cold at first. I think I have to go home. <laughs> yeah, she won't even take a ride home. She wants to walk. Like she doesn't even. She's kind of freaked out, which we've seen her in this state before. You know when <laughs> I think I need to hang out with my brother tonight. <laughs> Yeah, but except this time Kevin can't, you know, bring her back. Like, she's no. gone. And we don't really, we're not really given a clear reason as to why. Although, 
this is when she brings up like did you get my christmas card and it's like shit yeah it's like oh boy she's like you didn't write back and if he had written back would things be any different i don't know probably not but maybe all hope of it being different though was gone (laughs) when he didn't write back that was it I mean, he he may very well have written back, and the same thing could have played out anyway. But the <laughs> fact that he didn't, he had no. She was not happy about that. <laughs> yeah. So once again, he's just really looking bad here because it's just like she really didn't cross his mind until it was just like, oh yeah, remember I had like this awesome week with this. Chick? My stupid bitch girlfriend <laughs> Winnie has a job now and won't yeah. suck my dick. <laughs> When I ask her, so I'm going to drive up to the lake. Yeah. Try to get this going again. It's like, fuck you, Kevin. Yeah. (laughs) Dick. (laughs) But anyway, so now it's late at night and they got to stay overnight at the lake in their car. (laughs) Him and Paul. But Paul is just like, what the fuck, dude? You drive me up here. I miss work. You make me hang out in the car while you're trying to like chase tail like. What's up, dude? She's gone. Like, let's go. They should have cut back to the car and that, you know, the blonde chick from the snack shack was just sitting on Paul's face. (laughs) (laughs) They were able to they were able to get it going, even though Kevin couldn't. That would have been the ultimate justice. (laughs) But like instead, Paul, of course, is just like the the perpetual loser and doesn't like do anything like I mean, to me, that's like we're not friends anymore. We're that's like the level of Wait, which one? Who who is declaring that they're not friends anymore? Paul would okay. be declaring yeah. right, it yeah. about Kevin. Like yeah. you dragged me all the three hours to the lake. We're gonna possibly lose our jobs. I don't know. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I know you don't care, but I'm an assistant manager. <laughs> I stuck my neck out for you, and now yeah, I got you this sweet dishwashing gig. <laughs> No, he was cutting onions, remember? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Not unlike a job that you once held. Um, you know, like and now you're just gonna, you know well, Yeah, and then Paul's like, All right, I'm ready to go, dude. We've been hanging out here all day, and then Kevin's like, I'm too tired to drive, we're sleeping in the car. Like Yeah, I mean I just be like, All right, dude, I'm sleeping in this car and when we get back, I'm never fucking talking to you again. <laughs> So it's the next morning, and of course they gotta get gas. Yep. And who do we? And there's see? only one fucking gas station in town. Who do we see getting dropped off, presumably for work? None other than Kara herself. And so we get that final scene between Kara and Kevin, where they kind of end on good terms, I guess. But we find out, you know, Kara has a boyfriend. And she's moved on. And unclear if she was like waiting for the Christmas card is like <laughs> <laughs> she didn't bring the Christmas card back up this time. But um, although it is, does, isn't that like one of the last things they she says, like, send me a Christmas card or something? Yes. Yeah. And then Daniel Stern's narration. Like, just I drives, didn't. <laughs> yeah. But I didn't. <laughs> and it was just like clear, you know. And I think, like, that episode is, like, a metaphor for life. For my life, at least. (laughs) Yeah, definitely yours. Just, like, rash decisions 
unable to recapture Huge former mistakes. glory. <laughs> Realizing that all along I was the asshole. <laughs> but, you know, it's just like it is kind of a sucker punch a little bit because the lake left you feeling very positive about, you know, the Kevin Cara romance and um, back to the lake just leaves you feeling cold and empty <laughs> and depressed <laughs> and real, <laughs> you know, very much based I in reality. Like, <laughs> one of the other things that's like always discussed when we talk about these two episodes is your distorted memory of how back to the lake, like actually went and how your version of it in your head is so much better than the actual episode. Right. Like I thought, um, for the longest time, my, I don't know. I guess it was like, you kind of like half paying attention to an episode and then you realize, Oh wait, this is the one where Kara comes back and you start paying attention again. And I thought, like, see, I didn't think it was a whole year later. I thought it was the school year had probably just started. We're probably, like, a couple episodes later. And Kevin's just, like, really, (laughs) you know, Kevin's really, like, unhappy with school and his life kind of sucks or whatever. And he goes back up there, and it's more about, like, I just can't recapture yeah, that magic. I know I've used that phrase a few times and I still think it applies, but like it was more about that rather than not replying to a Christmas card <laughs> and her having a boyfriend and him having Winnie and that whole thing. Like, um, it turns out, you know, that there was a little bit more detail to it. I was thinking it was more of a subtle kind of, uh, thing. It, that happened in a lot less time because like i th- i don't know the whole idea of it being a year later i guess i kind of was like you know that does make sense that which like a year at like that age it's i mean basically like it might as well be like a decade <laughs> <laughs> yeah and you know i mean no contact <laughs> it's not like they can text i wouldn't have been against Lisa P becoming a regular on the Wonder Years, like or, maybe or she, this show. <laughs> <laughs> maybe she moves, which to is town. more likely. <laughs> <laughs> well, obviously. Yeah, well, yeah. <laughs> um. Yeah, I don't know. Like, do you think that you'd be happier if Back to the Lake didn't exist? Not happier in life, but happier just with just like with, with the your feeling of the show, or, yeah. your uh, feeling of that episode. Like, does back to the no. like ruin the lake? No, I I'm glad I I like like the check back in. Like, yeah, it has like a high fidelity. Yeah, kind of feel of like I I gotta I mean, go back and see what's going on with yeah, this girl. It, it could have just like died with the lake, but it I think like it serves as like a good reminder that like. When you think something could have been good, just step away from it and check back in and you realize that it wasn't going to be. Or when like a smoking hot chick sends you a Christmas card. <laughs> well, just, yes. 
always even if things are going great with Winnie, you might as well just send it back. It's not cheating <laughs> if you just write a Yeah. I mean, what could it have hurt to just send the card back and be like, "Hey, I've been thinking about well, you." Well, I don't think he didn't send it back cuz of Winnie. I just think he didn't send it back cuz he's a dick. <laughs> well, yeah. I mean, yeah, that's the larger reason but i think because you know he was back at home oh, that's true. he, he was, was distracted yeah he was not he was not in that camp mindset anymore it was just like oh hey it's that girl from camp he probably even thought to himself oh yeah i'll write her back in a, you know in an hour or tomorrow or you know whatever or after the weekend and then just put the card in a shoebox and forgot about it and then that was it and it wasn't important to him at the time <laughs> yeah. and you know it really the rooster he's just wait. like who sends a christmas <laughs> what do you t- the rooster i don't know what i was going to say <laughs> i was something about com- the chickens are coming home to roost i don't know <laughs> the rooster <laughs> oh yeah um, if we didn't name these episodes after the thing that we're talking about i think the name of this episode would be the rooster don't <laughs> you break down the title of the episode <laughs> Um. So, do you want to like talk about your summer romance, or was that off limits? Well, no. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I, well, let's first. I want to just a couple of, uh, I guess, omissions from the lake that I'd like to touch on. Oh boy. <laughs> well, go ahead. I mean, I think there's like a few parts, or at least a couple parts. All right, I said go ahead. The Daniel Stern voiceover. The great line, Carr and I had found something that no two people have ever found before, each other. <laughs> I mean. Yeah, it's so over the top, and yet it's, it's so, so good. good. Like, it's unbelievable. That's, I mean, yeah, that's part of what I was saying, you know, about how in 22, 23 minutes they accomplish so much. It's like, they just know the right things to say. I mean, it. It seems cheesy to say, but it's just like a well-written, you know, TV show. It's a well-written 20 minutes plus of a TV show where you get the full story, a beginning, middle, end, and it works just as well. If You could have had two hours to do a movie of the same thing, the same exact thing, the same exact story, and you couldn't have done it any better. It didn't need any more time. (laughs) It was just like, you understood Kara, you understood Kevin, you understood the family dynamic, and you understood that how they felt for each other and understood the inherent sadness of having to depart. And it was all there, right there for you, and it's so well done. A perfect episode of television. Yes. Um, And then there's also the look that Kevin's dad gives him <laughs> when Kara shows up to meet him. Yeah, there is a little bit of disbelief in, in Mr. Arnold's face of just like, really? <laughs> what the fuck? <laughs> He's impressed. Yeah. He's like, oh, wow. <laughs> um, Yeah, I mean, let's not beat around the bush. I mean, Lisa P was an attractive girl. I mean, she is still objectively. Yeah, she's an attractive woman now, but like, you know, she definitely had like a cute teenage girl look that 
was the whole reason she was cast, obviously. And, you know, she she does kind of seem a little bit out of Kevin's league. And I think Mr. Arnold's face definitely, you know. (laughs) The the collective face of the audience. <laughs> um, yeah. <laughs> so, this isn't like easy to talk about, but, oh um, you know, things after the lake and back to the lake, you know, as far as breaking into Hollywood really didn't go super well <laughs> for Lisa Page. I hope she never listens to this. Now we're, Huge, huge fans. Right. Maybe not as big as that guy who made the creepy (laughs) Lisa Page fan site, which if you Google her name or whatever, I'm sure you can find it. It's the weirdest website I've ever seen. Not really the weirdest, but like it's pretty creepy. But we have seen all her work. Not no, we haven't. <laughs> She's been in some episodes of TV that we have not seen. Yeah, but and I have never seen the uh, Ricky Gervais movie that she's in. Although we did see her part. Yeah, on that's her reel. true. Yeah, we have watched her reel. She. Um, I mean, we're two of three people that have seen the rebound. <laughs> <laughs> she does have a brief speaking part in the 2009 film, I believe. I believe, yeah. The rebound, starring the guy from The Hangover that always <laughs> gets lost. Bartha, yeah. And Catherine Zeta-Jones. Um, she's, as far as we can tell, she's only in like the <laughs> ending part. But although like, it's, it seems like she might have had a scene cut out or something. It feels like yeah, it feels like that conversation. Can- we're supposed yeah. to know who she is at that point, but we've never found the other scene because God forbid we actually watch that movie from beginning to end. <laughs> well, it's unwatchable. But yeah, but like a lot of good face acting going on from Lisa P. Well, now she's like, you know, I don't know if this is current as of 2015, but, you know, she was trying to break into the world of stand-up comedy. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. I mean. What else can you say about it? We've seen some of her work on YouTube. Pretty good. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, boy. She also has, like, a lot of Twitter followers. That's I shouldn't have said that. Oh. Let's cut that yeah, out. Yeah, th- just cut this whole part out. We're huge fans. If she ever wants to be, like, the third member. I would marry show, her. Yeah. I would literally marry her. <laughs> well, sadly, she was married, and she got married at the lake. <laughs> As the legend goes. that According to that fan site, and yeah, according yeah, to yeah. Lisa P., this guy quoting Lisa P., it was a total coincidence, which I was like, how is that, how is that a coincidence? <laughs> It is the one thing you're known for yeah, that everyone knows like, you. <laughs> the other option was the set of Beethoven. <laughs> <laughs> yes. She is the popular girl in Beethoven. She is as far, I I don't believe she has any speaking parts in that. Maybe she does, but she's just like so she was on kind of like a run of being like the pretty girl. <laughs> right? <laughs> yeah, I mean, I guess. Uh yeah, and I mean, it kind of, you know, then she, it took a while for her to make a comeback, and, you know, the comeback wasn't all the way there. <laughs> she also makes, like, videos. The rebound. She was in, she made a video with, like, Martin Starr. That's pretty good. Yeah. Hype man something. Pretty funny stuff. Yeah. Um, 
Follow her on Twitter at Lisa. What is I think it? is it Lisa Page? Lisa I, Gerber, well, Lisa yeah. Page Gerber. Because Robinson uh, was like her married name. Yeah, I don't know. Um, <laughs> I did tweet with her a little bit. I know, I know. Friend of the show. <laughs> she uh, was very friendly via Twitter. She seems very receptive to fans of hers. Uh, I'm sure, you know, it kind of does get old with people just constantly, not constantly, but anytime anyone does interact with her, it is about the Wonder Years. (laughs) But, you know, if I was her, I mean, I would embrace it. I mean, there's no reason to run from it. I mean, I'm sure she wanted more. I'm sure she wanted more out of her career, but, you know, it didn't happen, I guess. And so... You know, I she was in two very memorable episodes of a very popular and you know well remembered television series. One much more memorable <laughs> than the other. For some people, I mean, yeah, Back to true. the Lake. I don't like watching Back to the Lake as much as the Lake, but I think it stuck with me in a way <laughs> that it, you couldn't remember what happened in it. <laughs> <laughs> well. St- Jesus, sorry, sorry, I couldn't remember the beginning of the episode because it sucks. What? I was gonna see what the timer was. Oh. So anyway, um, I guess that'll pretty much do it for uh, the lake and back to the lake. Yeah, I mean, I feel pretty good about. Um, is there anything else worth mentioning? No, I mean. No. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so uh, I guess that'll do it for another episode of the greatest moments in the history of forever. Kind of wish we would have named our podcast something else now. <laughs> I hate having to say that title. Yeah, all the time. That is a it mouthful. Yeah. All right, so uh, check us out next time. We'll see you later. <laughs>